Here's one of our favourite moments from Jason Lauren. Check out the full show on our podcast feed. I just can't wait to pick you up on your very first date. Jason Lauren's first date since. Let's make this last forever. That's right. Uh, first date since. A lot yeah, of people have... We've all walked in those shoes, right? 100%. 100%. We've all had moments where we've had to go on a first date again. Might be exciting, might be terrifying, but we've all been there. And sometimes it's your first date since massive life events. We were joking around yesterday about, like, imagine first date since getting out of jail. Totally. You know what I mean? But it takes a lot of courage often to go on these first dates. I know if, if you're newly single, it's like how long do you leave it before you go on a date? How long is it going to take your heart to heal till you can trust someone again? Mm. This is exciting, though. We're about to hold the hand of a lady here in Melbourne and... She's get... been through a lot. But yeah. She's ready to get back in the game, Jace. We want to get behind her as she takes on her first date coming up on Valentine's Day. Yep. Christine, she's 31 years old. She is about to go on her first date since some pretty life-changing moments. She joins us this morning. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you feeling, nervous? A little bit, but no, I'm okay. Right. Oh, this is exciting. I'm excited for you. Yeah, that, that's the idea of this. We want to get behind you and support you so you're going into the first date with confidence. Whether you meet someone great or not, at least the first one's out of the way. That's exactly right. So let's talk about um, the first sort of life event that this will be the first date since, and that is? Since I've, I had a, my relationship and I was engaged and... So this is the first date since the big breakup. Yeah. Okay. Well, that should be exciting then. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, Lauren's calling on her divorce <laughs> for reference. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've been there. It's tough. So how long were you guys together? Uh, seven years. Yeah, right. And how long has it been? A uh, couple of years, just probably a year and a half, just under two years, around there. Um, can I ask about the relationship? So you're engaged... Yes, correct. <laughs> How close to the wedding did we get? Uh, there was no wedding planned. We were engaged for probably four of the seven years, but we never got into actually planning anything, so I think that made it a little bit easier. And, Christine, did you want to end the engagement? Yeah, yep. So it was, it was my call. It was a bit, little bit mutual, but more so my side. Um, I chose to... Um, and move back home. And I mean, I think in those situations, it doesn't matter who makes the decision. It's still you're ending a relationship, um, yeah, yeah with someone years. that you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with. It's hard on everyone, really. <laughs> yeah, you don't go into an engagement lightly. Like that's a big life changing decision and, and you're in it for four years. So to have that taken away from you is you feel naked afterwards. You sort of cha- changes who you are a little bit, like you're a particular p- person and then you have to sort of find yourself again. Even though you've fallen out of love with someone for a really long time in your life, you did love that person and you loved things about them and you loved their companionship. And even when you make that hard decision to decide maybe this isn't for, for either of you, there's still things that you miss about that person. And regardless of what's happened, there's still moments where you crave that love that you once had. Have there been moments for you where you've really missed something or you felt really alone? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that I was quite young when we got together. So most of my adult, you know, adult life, I've sort of had that someone. Um, So, yeah, it does. You do get times where you think, oh, you know, you're a bit 
bit lonely and you want to sort of find find something like that and it, it does get hard and lonely um, but then again you also in those moments want to think mm, I don't want to get too much into that state of mind and end up picking the wrong person again. Yeah, yeah you and you don't want to go backwards. You've got to keep was, putting one foot in front of another. Was there a moment like after the breakup that, you know, your girlfriends rallied around you and was like, all right, let's, let's do it. Let's get back on the dating apps. Let's see let's what's out there. Let's get back in the game. Right, just find those... The dating apps just so impersonal and I struggled to actually talk to people on them. I found it really hard to be like, well, um, do I swipe right on this person? Because, like, yeah, they, they look good, but what's what's more? Or then there's someone else. I'm like, what if my soulmate doesn't have a good photo? Yeah, yeah I know. Exactly. You miss you out on over. so many people. I'm always like, I'll win you over in the room, not online. Oh, in the bedroom? <laughs> no, no, just in a room. Not in Settle the, down, no. mate. No. <laughs> Just, you got to get past a few hurdles just, before you get in there, Jason. Just actually <laughs> being in front of someone rather yeah, than... He's uh, confident. Okay, he's all confident. right, okay. <laughs> well, look, uh, over this week, um, we're going to explore a little bit more of your life because there has been some pretty life-changing events Yeah. Um, that have taken place and this Valentine's Day will be your first date since all of those. Are you excited about going on a date? I am. I am excited. <laughs> You've got a lot of people in Melbourne who will be keen to go on a date with you, I'm sure. This is much bigger than a dating app pool. Yeah. Now, what sort of guy are you interested in? Um, someone who is, like, ambitious. Yep. I don't really want someone who's happy to sit back and get through life. Like, I've got some goals to kick and um, I want someone who is just willing to sort of a bit more family-orientated, you know, someone who wants to get out and make memories and stuff. I don't want to just sort of sit at home and, you know, watch movies on the couch. Like, that's fine here and there. I'm, I'm a bit of a go-getter. Uh, right. So I also want someone who's a little bit the same and has those ambitions and goals and stuff that we can sort of kick together, you know? So well, no one with a gaming chair. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you want someone a bit more much. outdoor? Right, okay. <laughs> Don't rule them out, though. You never know. Yeah, no, you never Mr. know. Mr Perfect could also yeah. have a gaming chair. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christine, it's been two years since your engagement broke down. We're ready to get you back in the game, girlfriend. I'm excited. I just can't wait to pick you up on your very first date. Christine, this will be your first date since going through something else that's pretty life-changing, hey? Are you nervous to tell people? It's it's more common nowadays than it ever used to be. It tends to be more common. It's less of a um, sort of the stigma around it, I guess, now. I think you're going to be shocked how many people out there are walking in your shoes. Don't miss a single second tomorrow at 7. This is really cute. Uh, heading into Valentine's Day, uh, 31-year-old Christine just joined us on the air. This will be her first date. We're going to take her out on Valentine's Day. Uh, we'll be there to hold her hand, but it's going to be her first date since her engagement broke up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Valentine's Day can be daunting for... A bit triggering. ...a lot of people. You know what was lovely about Christine? I, I felt that it was quite infectious, that nervous yeah. energy and excitement. It was yeah. sweet. It, it was like she was really, it, was, it, it, it almost makes <laughs> me want to go out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> but going out, like, on a first date since... Any kind of breakup is is daunting, and everyone yeah. heals at a different pace. I think so, some people are going out for the first time since their marriage and, and, broke and down. The other thing that that gets to me is how many eyeballs and and ears are on you as well. You know, like in terms From of family the and attention and, and that sort of yeah. constant sort of the questions and yeah. I mean the best intentions. Yeah, but can it I can sh- be quite provoking. Can I ask you a question? Mm. Um, 
she brought up that when her engagement broke down, yeah. she said it sort of didn't just involve them, it involved all their friends and family. She had to move home. Mm. Yeah. All the family were gearing up for the wedding and stuff. Yeah. Did you feel that when the marriage broke up? Yeah, I did because I think you, you go through a, a really deeply emotional period that you have to lean on a lot of people mm. for, but there's so much of it that you keep to yourself because you're trying to protect everyone else. Like I remember the last thing I wanted to do was for my parents to find out how I was feeling because I didn't want to upset them. Yeah. Yeah. So you keep all of this stuff bottled up because you're so desperately trying to care about everyone around you. But realistically, those people around you just want to look after you. It's a really fine balance. But you know, you know you, you, you're putting a, lo- a lot of emotional baggage on the people and your family and your friends around you. And then to get back into the dating game, everyone wants the best for you. Well, you should feel... It takes a long time. I, I, I get... You should feel empowered by something like that, but you probably feel the opposite. You probably feel a bit embarrassed. I don't how how long after the breakup... Sorry, how long after the marriage did it all go belly up? For me... Mm. Oh, I mean, it, it, when a marriage breaks down, it's not just a cold, hard yeah, exit yeah, that you're like, layers. this is done. It's layers and it goes for a really long time. But everyone recovers at a different mm. pace as well. And what some people need to recover might be to get back out there and to meet the next person and to meet a new person. And what other people need is to be alone for a long time and to yeah. find out who yeah. they are again. And there's no right or wrong. There's no method mm. in how to recover from something like that breaking down. It took, it took me a couple of years to know that I was in the right headspace to go into a relationship. But then, you know, six months later I took myself off overseas for a couple of weeks on my own which is something I would never do yeah. but it was the best thing I could ever do because I went on a date with someone that I'd met but there's that empowerment like, yeah. that, that a lot of people need to run with and when I say embarrassment a lot of people do fall into that embarrassment coming well, out of well I imagine they'd be sitting there going this isn't working I want to break it up but it's not just me breaking it off with them. It's me telling all my friends and family who were just at a wedding. Yes. But it, don't forget, it's often two families. When, when right. someone's in a marriage or a relationship, it's not just you and them. Yeah. It's parents, it's mm. cousins, it's brother and sisters, it's in-laws, it's hey, friends. Mel has called through. And anytime you want to join the show, 131065 is our number if you've been through something similar. We'd love to hear how you got back out there. Uh, Mel, you've been through a divorce. What's your advice for Christine? Yeah, I have been through a divorce and um, I just think putting yourself out there, take your time and putting yourself out there again today and allowing yourself to trust is is my best advice. Yep. And yeah. I mean, I, I took myself on a on a holiday the day the day that I got divorced. I flew out to Thailand and um, and had a holiday for myself. But yeah, allowing yourself to trust, I think, is mm. the biggest thing. Did you have that issue though, Mel, of having to then let the family and friends know and stuff and it's like, oh... It's just that extra yeah. burden. Yeah, it was hard. And there was an element of embarrassment to it too. But everyone just wants to be so supportive for you and they just want the best for you. Yeah, but the thing is also, by the time you've told your parents and your family, you've probably you gone on. through a lot to get to that point. You haven't necessarily moved on. And if you're going through a divorce, by the time your divorce is actually finalised, it could have been years. It takes a long time. And, gee, we talk about layers. Mel mentioned the word trust three times there. Mel, yeah. that's that's clearly central to, to what you were going through, right? Well, I think, well, I went through a divorce, so, you know, as Lauren said, it doesn't happen overnight. So, yeah. um, you know, so many things um, happen in, to lead up to that point. And, you know, your confidence gets shattered mm. and a bit of self-esteem and everything else. And so building yourself back up again, it, it's hard to trust mm. another person, but also yeah. to trust yourself. And also people can behave poorly. When you're, when you're at rock bottom and your life's falling apart, people say things they don't mean. Yeah. People do things that they regret. And you got to find yourself again, too. You know what? It comes down to how it's 
broken off as well. Well, everyone's different. So if the different. scumbag was sleeping around with 40 people, you'd feel yeah. okay telling the family, hey, I'm going to get out now. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, Simone, just quickly on 131065, you broke off a 23-year marriage. How, I did, I how, did. How was that? That was tough. Um, it's still very new. Yep. So all I can say to Christine is, you know, enjoy it for what it is. Um, because it doesn't come along often and it's very difficult to get back into the dating game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just enjoy it and, and don't be embarrassed and don't be, um, you know, yeah, just enjoy it. And Simone, we were saying to Christine also, you know, this isn't necessarily about finding your forever person by going on a date. It's about getting back out there and getting your confidence pad. back. Yeah. And part of that healing process is probably meeting the wrong person a couple of times before you're ready to oh, really commit. Got to kiss some toads. Is that what they say? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Got to kiss a few toads. Exactly. You've also got to work out if you don't already know what you Jeez, don't want. I love kissing toads. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> I reckon if we open the phones, the girls will run up and say the same thing about you. <laughs> All right, it's coming up to seven. 30 uh, tomorrow. Christine will join us again because here's the thing. She's gone through a lot of big milestones yeah. ahead of going on this first date. Yes, her engagement breaking down, let's just say we've just dipped our toe in the water Absolutely. of some of the hurdles Christine has had to cross. She brought up that when her engagement broke down, yeah. she said it sort of didn't just involve them, it involved all their friends and family. She had to move home. Mm. Yeah. All the family were gearing up for the wedding and stuff. Yeah. Did you feel that when the marriage broke up? Yeah, I did. Because I think you you go through a a really deeply emotional period that you have to lean on a lot of people Mm. for, but there's so much of it that you keep to yourself because you're trying to protect everyone else. Like, I remember the last thing I wanted to do was for my parents to find out how I was feeling because I didn't want to upset them. Yeah. Yeah. So you keep all of this stuff bottled up because you're so desperately trying to care about everyone around you. But realistically, those people around you just want to look after you. It's a really fine balance. But you know, you know, you, you, you're putting a, lo- a lot of emotional baggage on the people and your family and your friends around you. And then to get back into the dating game, everyone wants the best for you. Well, you should feel it takes a long time. Uh, sorry, how long after the marriage did it all go belly up? For me, oh, mm. uh, I mean, it, it, when a marriage breaks down, it's not just a cold, hard yeah, exit yeah, that you're like, layers. this is done. It's layers and it goes for a really long time. But everyone recovers at a different mm. pace as well. And what some people need to recover might be to get back out there and to meet the next person and to meet a new person. And what other people need is to be alone for a long time and to yeah. find out who yeah. they are again. And there's no right or wrong. There's no method mm. in how to recover from something like that breaking down. It took, it took me a couple of years to know that I was in the right headspace to go into a relationship. But then, you know, six months later, I took myself off over for a couple of weeks on my own, which is something I would never do. But it was the best thing I could ever do. Well, look, uh, Christine's going to join us again tomorrow morning after seven because, like we said, um, this is just the beginning. She's gone through a lot of big life events ahead of going on this first date. Her engagement breaking down is just the tip of the iceberg of things that this incredible woman, and I know you'll get to know her over the next week, but um, this extraordinary woman has been through a lot. Thanks for listening to the Jason Lauren podcast. For more great content, check them out on socials at Jason Lauren.